Miracy. I'm bringing to people things that I can't necessarily bring myself. And so for that reason, it just seems like a much more full-featured type of experience for my subscribers. Hello, and welcome to Blowing Up, the podcast that shows entrepreneurs like you how other businesses exploded in the best possible way. I'm Linda Claire Puig, the founder and CEO of Six Figure Newsletters. And I'm here with my co-host, Ari Eni, the head of strategy for the ACES Business Acceleration Program at Merisi. Hey there, Linda. In each episode of Blowing Up, we showcase an entrepreneur whose business, yes, blew up. It experienced what seemed to be a sudden success, but as we all know, that kind of success is not random or a fluke. The company employed a specific strategy that caused its rapid rise in revenue. So today we're going to dive into that strategy so that you can learn from it and determine how you might apply elements of it to your business. In this episode, we explore how sending an email a day to your audience can help your business truly blow up. I know this might sound overwhelming or like a recipe for all kinds of hate mail, but the way our guest employs this strategy is actually quite doable and has resulted in her audience and her joint venture partners loving her. Our guest is Ellen Finkelstein. Ellen is the founder of Change the World Marketing, where she helps experts, people who have knowledge, get their knowledge out to the world so that they can help more people. Welcome to Ellen, and let's jump right into the conversation. You send an email every single day, and this is something that most people hear and go, no way, I'd never want to do that, or I couldn't do that, or or that's terrible. Like there's a whole bevy of negative impressions of that strategy, but I think that you use it to huge advantage, and I love reading your emails. They are one of two emails that I read oh every single gosh. day. Did you start your business doing that? If not, how did you come to that? What did you used to do, and how did you decide to start doing this? And tell us that story of leading up to it. I started by blogging once a week and sending out an email once a week with a link to my blog post and then maybe something else that I was promoting. Mm -hmm. I saw that a lot of people were sending out emails once a day. I think I actually remember taking a deep breath and going, can I do this? (laughs) (laughs) What was your fear? What was your concern? My fear was not so much that my audience wouldn't like it, but that it would be a lot of work for me you know, that it was a big undertaking. And in the end, it's not that much because there's a lot of repetition. I start with a story, a personal story. I had a tooth pulled a couple days ago and I always connect it to business. So for me, it was like, you're pulling out the tooth. Well, what in your business isn't working anymore? What do you need to get rid of? (laughs) That kind of thing. And then I have a little table of contents where I say, these are the items I have for you today. And then I go to the daily hot tip which is just a free tip, usually related to the story that I've told. And it's just something for them to do. And for that day about the tooth being pulled out, it was like, do an inventory of your business. One person actually told me that she copies and pastes those into a document somewhere to keep them because she thinks they're so valuable. Awesome. After that, I numbered all the items the same as the table of contents. So if I have five items in my table of contents, then the numbers below will be like that. And so people can find from the table of contents, whatever they want. 
It just took me two or three weeks to get that down and to find out that I can always do it. Compare your business before doing your daily emails to after doing your daily emails. What was the feeling of growth in your business? It all has to do with partnering. It just dramatically increased the number of people that I could promote. And of course, when you promote other people, they'll promote you back. And so the growth in my business really had to do with getting great results for people. And so, yes, I've gotten to the point where I have people with lists of 50 or 100,000 people who are promoting me, even though my list is 10,000. And so that's an amazing advantage to have. I think of it as like the little engine that could. I just try harder and it works. I want everyone listening to take note of that. (laughs) That's really important. Ellen has just given us a huge secret on how to expand your own business by promoting other people's businesses, but her structure allows her to do that for far more people and to get far better results. Brilliant. Really, no matter what size list you have, you can get good results for other people. (laughs) (laughs) You've slain the big JV partners. I'm kidding. (laughs) Kidding, kidding, Not trying to slay anybody. (laughs) I know. Bad metaphor. But was there a particular point in time, Ellen, in which you said, this is really working, like I have nailed this strategy? It was when first my subscribers and then my partners started noticing how successful I was given my list size. People started acknowledging it and saying, you know, you're a superstar when it comes to promoting people. So you were saying that at three months or so, that was the point where you felt like, okay, this strategy really is working. It started as an experiment, as all strategies do. And then after three months, you felt like, yes, this is working. I mean, occasionally somebody will say to me, maybe like once a year, somebody will say to me, could you send me fewer emails? And I just say no. <laughs> and, and that's it. <laughs> it's very rare when somebody says that. And I don't get a lot of unsubscribes. I would say also when I realized that it didn't take that much time for me to do it. I have a colleague who spends a whole day on an email. No wonder you don't send out emails very often. For me, it's about half an hour. Half an hour? Okay. Yeah. Wow. And I would guess that at the beginning, it took you longer than half an hour. Probably. There's definitely a formula. And so once you have a formula, you just repeat the formula and it becomes pretty easy. I think it's almost like a muscle, like you've developed quite the muscle for doing daily writing to your audience. And so for a lot of people, especially when you're starting out, it's like that muscle is non-existent or atrophied and you need some time to build it up again. So I certainly feel that clients of mine, because I do business coaching, might start by building their list and they might create courses. And in between that is maintaining the relationship with your list so that they get to know, Uh like, and trust you. And so they will buy for you and they miss that piece of it. And then when they're finally ready to promote something, they feel guilty because six months ago was the last time they emailed and now I'm just promoting something. It's better to promote something every day than to promote something every six months, because that's what kind of seems sleazy. (laughs) is Uh coming back (laughs) after six months and saying, well, I'm sorry, I haven't been here, but buy this. I guess it's also about aligned expectations. I mean, this is what they expect to get from you. And so there's (laughs) no surprise. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Well, that brings up a question for me. Do you tell people when they first opt into your list, do you mention anywhere daily email? Are you setting that expectation up, up front? I hint at it. 
And so underneath every opt-in form, I have a little blurb. By signing up for this, you'll get a subscription to the Change the World Marketing Newsletter with the daily hot tip. Is this strategy not for anyone? Like who's it for and who's it not for? Well, that's a good question. If you're not doing a lot of partnering, then the only thing you would have to put in your newsletter is your own services and asking people to sign up for coaching every day wouldn't work very well. So I'm a big fan of partnering. I even have a course on it. I think pretty much everybody should be partnering. But if you're not partnering, then let's say you're a coach or a consultant and you're getting all of your clients through referrals and networking. That's a very different business model. So I don't think it would be for somebody like that. It also doesn't work with a corporate target market. And so if somebody were not yet partnering, but not necessarily promoting every day, but nevertheless sending a hot tip each day or a story with a good metaphor each day, do you think that would work? Yes, I do. So I'm a big fan of blogging. And I think anytime you offer people value, whether it's a blog post or a tip or a story, I think that's going to work. How important do you feel the daily touch point is? And do you email every weekday or every day? Seven days a week. Amazing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, uh, For a lot of people, it's shocking, right? I do want to say that you really build up an authority quotient by doing this. People talk to me about, you're so consistent. You know, I wish I could be so consistent. And so that kind of builds up my reputation for being a coach. You know, they see that I'm doing this every day and they admire it. They tell me they do. They see you as a credible and on the ball coach. On the ball. I think that's really important what you're saying. Yeah. And I always like to say that no, like, and trust isn't enough. People also need to respect your knowledge. Yes. Respect your expertise. And so Mm -hmm. as I take those stories and turn them into a tip for them to do, Uh that adds that authority, that expertise that I'm helping people. Right. I just love this strategy. I think it's fantastic. Thank you. You know, someone is listening to this. They're thinking, this sounds awesome. I'm also really scared about whether I can do this and I can actually keep on doing this. What would be one tip that you would give to them so that they're able to do this consistently over time? So first of all, it should just be on your calendar every day in the morning, first thing. And if it works better for you to do it the night before that the day before, then schedule it. But just make it part of your schedule on your calendar. So that would be definitely one important thing. And then just don't make a big deal out of it. It shouldn't take very long because then you won't do it and you'll start resenting it. (laughs) Do they need to already have a list? Do they need to be able to write? What are the key pieces that need to be in place? So if you don't have a list, you should get one. (laughs) (laughs) You should start promoting your free offer or free events or whatever it is and start getting out there and growing your list. And you should start partnering. If writing, if that's like a struggle for you and you just go back and forth and back and forth, but you know you could just say it. So then just say it. Word has a dictate feature and Google Docs has a voice typing, I think. So you just speak it out. And yes, you'll have to do some editing. But if that's easier for you, then do that. Pick whatever's easiest for you. I think learning how to tell stories is always good. That's really interesting because, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about Could this work with other mediums? So could you send a daily video? So personally, maybe it's my age. 
I don't like to watch videos because I always think I can scan through something more quickly. So for me, it's a slower way of doing things. But there are people who prefer to watch videos. Do people get stuck anywhere? Like if they were to start doing daily emails, are there particular places where a lot of people tend to get stuck? I do see that people have trouble partnering at all. There are some people who just, that's a real stretch for them, whether it's a mindset thing or a time thing or a self-confidence thing. And so if you don't have anybody to promote, then nobody's going to promote you. That really hurts your business. If you don't have anybody to promote, then all you can promote is your own stuff. And that does tend to seem a little self-centered and boring to me. Part of the success of my business is that I'm doing affiliate marketing. I'm promoting other people. But from the point of view of my subscribers, they go, oh, there's this resource, there's this resource, there's this resource. So I'm bringing to people things that I can't necessarily bring myself. And so for that reason, it just seems like a much more full-featured type of experience for my subscribers. So if you're not doing any partnering, it would be harder for you. And so I would tell you to go out and start partnering with people and finding people to promote. And it's always a good practice to offer to promote somebody else first. So just find people who have a free offer that you think would be valuable to your list. Ask, can I promote it? As you said, you have to have things to promote. And so they'll go and get affiliate links from Amazon or random stuff like that, as opposed to actually going out and forming relationships and promoting other businesses as a whole. So sounds like what you're saying is, no, no, don't go and find those like random affiliate links. Go and actually create some relationships. Yes, Aria, absolutely create relationships because those relationships can become really deep and meaningful and long-term. You're never going to have a relationship with Amazon. (laughs) It's not like you can't do that. I have an Amazon influencer page and I have some speakers equipment there and I promote it once a month, but it's not going to make me a lot of money. That's not the point. And so absolutely create relationships. And you know what? It's a lot more fun. I mean, I've gone indoor skydiving with JV Partners. I've done paintball with JV Partners. People have gone on cruises with JV Partners. I know some people that reward their highest affiliate partners with international trips. There are real relationships and a lot of fun to be had. I don't put out an email on Yom Kippur, the Jewish Day of Atonement. You know, I'm not observant, but I just don't like the idea of doing it then because I don't turn on my computer that day. And have I ever... Missed a day. I go through a process, I write it, and then I test it. I send out a test and I check the links and then I send it out. And every once in a while, I'll get interrupted and I just forget <laughs> because, you know, my age, whatever, I don't know. And I just forget. And so it just stays in draft and never gets sent out. So I send it out the next day. So that happens about once every two months. I would say I just missed a day because I forgot. I guess that's it. <laughs> I love that. So If someone does this and misses a day, don't stop. Just keep on going. It's fine. Absolutely. So let's talk. Two things are clear from Ellen's one email a day strategy. One, make sure your daily email is seen as a resource. And you do that by thoroughly knowing what your readers care about and want help with. And two, it's good to hone your personal storytelling skills for it is through this that your audience will fall in love with you, look forward to your daily emails, and buy your products. Thank you. 
Thank you so much to Ellen for her generous sharing. If you'd like to see Ellen's strategy in action, get on her email list, which you can do by downloading her eye-opening gift, Five Ways to Multiply Your Business with Partnering. There you'll find five simple partnership methods that can help your business blow up and more. Grab your copy of it at blowingup.rocks forward slash Ellen. That's blowingup.rocks forward slash Ellen. E-L-L-E-N. This episode of Blowing Up was produced by Linda Claire Puig. Cynthia Lamb is our managing producer and Danny Eni, our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. To make sure you catch all the really great episodes of Blowing Up, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, we'd love it if you could leave us a starred review or share the show with a friend. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. I certainly am willing to admit what I don't know. I tend to hold my truths lightly. I try not to have, you know, very firm convictions because I recognize that when you move up an organization, your information is limited because you have a greater breadth of responsibility. I'm Sharon Richmond. I'm an executive coach and consultant with more than 30 years experience working with C-level executives. To Lead as Human is the podcast for you if you want to supercharge your leadership by bringing all of yourself into your role. Listen as our guests reveal their hard-won lessons and share their deep humanity. I think the turning point for me was when I realized that I want people to tell me what they think, and they're afraid. They were honest to God, afraid to tell me things. It's like, I checked all the damn boxes, but I am so alone, and I'm so unhappy. I'm burning myself out. And when I started looking at, like, you know, my fears, going into the shadows, sharing it with others, the very thing that would be a nightmare for most people in the workplace is the very thing that led me to my dreams. My guests know that the influence they have as top leaders comes with an equal measure of responsibility for all their stakeholders. They not only deliver great results for their customers and investors, they do so by building organizations that provide purpose, meaning, and a healthy work environment for their employees. One of the hallmarks of good leadership is clarity. If there isn't clarity around the goals, that creates confusion, that that creates chaos. What's the end goal? What are we trying to achieve? And that makes people's jobs more purposeful. And people are clearly enjoying that. People who are making their own decisions, they're significantly more motivated in doing what they're doing. Yeah, I've really seen the maturity and growth of those individuals. And I think that we've now kind of really been able to create a lot of autonomy and give people a lot of freedom to do their best work. So not rocket science, nothing too crazy, but... uh, You know, that was definitely a journey.
I hope you'll join us every other week as we talk with these inspiring leaders and learn from the very human challenges and successes they've experienced on their own leadership journeys. And you asked me questions that I was like, gosh, I'm not sure I know what my values are. So I know they're there, but I'm not sure that they're articulated. So thanks for asking me those questions. They were hard. 